a Lifetime original podcast. Sid, are you ready? I'm all the way in. Okay. I've been, I've been started. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. Work. And we don't like work here. <laughs> we don't want to do that here at the Lifetime channel, okay? You ain't the one. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you need to be coming through with frequent flyer miles. You need to be coming here with upgrades. Come up behind and start choking us. Sir. Now. Get a grip. And it, it shouldn't be somebody's neck, but get a grip. <laughs> Hello, Ed. You bitch. Is that all you got? Because I'm so much more. I died. And I came back so I could destroy you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. And I am here again with Megan Gailey's stand-in. I don't know, a, a queen in her own right. Yes. Co-host of the podcast, Peak 2000, Sydney Washington. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Thank you so much, Naomi. I'm glad that I'm standing in for good old Megs that had a baby. I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm going to do what I can do, what I've been doing, you know? You have been, and you've been doing so great because this is your last, because Megan's coming back next week, you oh, know? I know, Meg. I know. I know. I said, just raise the baby. But she said, no, I need to be back. You know, she loves the pod. And, I, you know, and that warms my heart. But I said, baby girl, baby girl, we going to keep it warm for you. Sid is keeping your mic warm. I know, but she's she's so good at this Lifetime movie situation oh that it, this is a this is not work for her. This is an outlet. I guess so. Everything is work for me. <laughs> Black woman, black woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's all work, honey. I'm down by the riverside. I'm swinging low like a sweet chariot, okay? (laughs) Your girl, stay weary. So, (laughs) I just don't know. Now, Sydney, I love to put people on the spot on the pod because I feel like like being on the pod is like being around company. Mm -hmm. And so around company, you have to like behave. So I feel like I can say anything and then you can't get mad at me because there's company. Okay. Now, you guys, I don't know if you follow Sid on IG, but, you know, she's out here in these streets being gorgeous, blessing us all and blessing the TL. But I saw recently you, okay, you and the other hot black comedians were hanging out. And I just need to know, you know, look, I get it. My BMI is too high for that group. Not at all. However, how do y'all come together? I need to know how the hot people come together. Is there a, is there a Google, is there a text? chain? Is there a Google Doc? What's going on? Naomi, don't you dare. You are you, you are invited. You, the thing is, is that, first of all, I feel like in New York, when you message people, like, randomly, they're like, oh, I'm busy. Like, you got to do it a week out in order right. for somebody to be available. This was like, okay, we're going to meet up tomorrow real quick, get dinner. And every time I've done that for somebody who actually lives live in LA, they're like, oh, yeah, I have to do, like, three things. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. It's like, cancel those three things. Hot <laughs> black comedians are meeting up. Come on. I know. Oh my God. I swear to God. The I mean, the smooth melanin between the four of you, you guys, and these other comics are Marie Faustin, Solomon Giorgio, and Dwayne Perkins. Yes. Okay. So they're all, just the four of them, honey, book busy, blessed. Um, skin is clear. Skin is crystal. You, okay. You as well, Naomi. So now that I know that I can just message you and be like, hey, boo, you want to get off whatever you're doing, whatever work yes. that you have piled up. You want to put yes. a pause on that, put a pin in it and come through and get you some creme brulee. 
Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what it is. I actually find that I am better at last minute plans because my emotions um, sometimes hijack me. Like if we plan something, you know, for a week from now, but then like that time comes and I'm like, I'm sad. I don't want to go. And LA LA is like an easy town to cancel last minute in, you know, it's like real easy. So like, it's almost better to be like, Hey, what are you doing now? What are you doing tomorrow? Because I'm more like, oh, yeah. Because I just like also get bored and squirrely and be like, I got to get out of the house. But where am I going to go? Okay, well, well, now that I know this, I'm I'm going to be hitting you up and just like not buy. I'm I'm always afraid to message you or Nicole Byer. I'm just like, oh, y'all are busy. Y'all are working. You're on on set. You have a a family. You have a dog. You're busy. We have families. I, I have three animals. That is a family. Yeah. Oh, my God. But quite honestly, it's like this movie today, Lord knows this. Look, this movie is the tale of a woman who needed a family and who needed black comedians to get her out of her house. I think is the best way to describe it. If only she had Solomon by her side, none of this would have went down. None of it would have went down. We are talking about the movie Death Saved My Life, starring Megan Good, who we all know is a queen. But she goes through it in this movie. On the surface, it seems Jade, Megan's character, has it all, including a successful marketing career, a husband admired and respected in the community, and a young daughter they both dote on. However, behind closed doors, her life is far from perfect. Now, I'm going to give you a trigger warning right now. This movie does contain emotional and physical abuse. We are going to keep it pushing past that, but just know, Sid and I went on a journey, okay? Because we, of course, identify with Megan Good as black women with smooth skin. Yeah. So we said, what is happening? It's it's physical with a capital P. Yes. Abuse, all caps. So yeah. All caps. All caps. It was a lot. It was a lot. But you know what, though? There is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, so we're not just going to take you down a long, dark road for no reason. <laughs> so you know what? Let's get into Let's it. Let's go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Basically, we start with the cameras like kind of moving into a house and it's like in disarray. Blood, bloody handprints, blood on the floor, on the counter. We hear a British voice on the phone with 911. It's, it's my wife. She's, she's gone. Everything's... Oh. Sir? Sir, can you explain to me what's happening? I don't know what's happened. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> And then we see he's a black man with a British accent. And I thought, okay, who is this knockoff Idris? I'm drawn to him, but, you know? Okay, but he's hot though. So don't forget That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's hot. And like, you're just kind of like, okay, where have you been? What are you about? Going to do a deep dive, you mm-hmm. know? 
And then after that, though, we cut to six weeks earlier. And this is another thing I do love. You know, Lifetime, you know, they don't give you a long, drawn-out process. At best, a movie covers three months of time. Three months. But when you think about that, six weeks is a lot for everything that happens in this movie. I'm like, this is not enough time for all this to happen. I just feel like... It goes off the rails real fast. But if you think about our real lives, like things happen in a few days and you're like, wow, I have a lot of content to post <laughs> to post on the Insta stories. A lot has gone on in the last 72 hours. Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. <laughs> well, because basically six weeks early, we cut to, you know, as always a gorgeous lifetime kitchen, right? Large kitchen island, bright, sunny. The house is huge. And gorgeous Megan Good, she comes downstairs looking perfect, as she always does, as British Zaddy plays with their daughter. Their little daughter, Kayla, cute as a button, could never have been the child of these two people. This is like one of my pet peeves. When they cast black families, they do not, like, cast people who could have usually birthed the child. Do you know what I'm saying? Never. It's The, the child always is, like, maybe seven shades lighter than both. Right. It has happened that, you know, um, a brown-skinned woman has birthed a butterscotch baby. But I'm right. just like, the, the child could be a little darker. Exactly. With a different curl pattern. It's okay. With a different curl pattern. This is what I think. It's like, stop hiring only biracial babies yeah. for these motion pictures, okay? Because nothing's more beautiful than a dark chocolate baby. I, that's what I'll say right now. I'll never say that that's not true. Okay, so basically we just kind of, we get a sense of the day in the life of this couple. British Zaddy, his name is Ed. He's a heart surgeon. And he's obviously like, he's like so good. We see him working and he's giving a speech to like a group of young doctors. There it is. Privilege of every heart surgeon. To be able to hold the lives of our patients in our very hands. To have the opportunity to be either a savior or a failure. So obviously, like, he is the man in charge here. People are looking up to him. He's teaching them. Megan Good, she's in marketing, and she's just gotten an award at work. Client just called, said it's been the most successful product launch in their company's history. Another reason why your award tonight is so well-deserved. And I will say it was interesting, because I noticed when I, we first see her, right, she does seem like really low energy and sleepy. And it's this feeling, I'm like, why? I was like, why does she not seem happy? Why does she not, like, it feels weird. I'm like, something's going on. And then basically, we figure it out. She's about to get an award from work. And she comes home from shopping with her sister, her sister Lee, who's apparently like back in her life. We get the sense that she was a little strange. Now she's back. Wait, hold on. Lee, who's playing her sister in the movie, is actually her sister in real life. Wait, what? Yes, Hunty. That's her sister down. And I was like, come on, Megan, get, you, get in your sister in a movie. Well, I don't know if she got her what? in the movie, but that's amazing to play. Have, no, she did. That's amazing. It's a role that she was born to be, your sister. <laughs> Literally, Literally born to play. Yeah. Okay, wow. I didn't know that. See, Cindy, this is why I need you here. I need you here <laughs> doing the research. I need you here coming through with the pop-up video details. No, I saw her and I was like, that, that looks like her sister in real life. And then, lo and behold, Google it. Sis wow. is there. Yep. Wow. Well, this also changes everything for me now because it's an extra layer. Because they come back from shopping and you see that the dress Jade, that's Megan's character. I keep calling her Megan, but her name is Jade. Jade. Okay, her character's name is Jade. The dress that Jade has bought is like a red, low cut, you know, it's beautiful, but it's flashy. It's a little like, okay. Ed, you have to see this dress she just got. It is smoking. Come on, come on, come on. She's so modest. 
smoking, right? Wow. Yeah. I thought it was you doing the shopping. See, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, well, you had to wear a hand-me-down to your graduation. And look, I know you dreamed of wearing a dress like this for your valedictorian speech, so you owed it to your 18-year-old self to buy it. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I remember, I was like, okay, what is this work party you're going to that you are giving us this dynamic look? So I it, got very excited. It's giving Selena's bitty bitty bumba. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's doing a lot. It's giving like Vanna White. If Vanna mm -hmm. White was going to the club after Wheel of Fortune, like it's a lot of sequins, low cut, very yes. tight. Yes, 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 yes. But it was cute. And then, and she's like excited to go. We see her getting ready. And then she goes to put on the dress. And the dress has been slashed. Like there are giant gashes in the dress. And the way she looks, you know, she's not surprised. It's right. not like, oh God, who did this to this dress? It's just like a kind of like a, a real defeated, deflated look. Yeah. And then the husband comes and he goes, Too bad. This one would have made you look like a whore. Well, there we go. Now we. this is why Jade has been looking so worn down, tired, unenthused. She is being abused by this goddamn doctor. Knock off Idris. I said, you ain't that fine. You're not you that ain't fine. You ain't that fine. No, absolutely okay? not. It, it hurt me. It hurt me. I wish he would have just said, that wasn't, that this dress is not for tonight. Like, he could have just said that. Because I would have said that too as her sis. I'm like, where, yes, where, yes. Are we, where are we going, baby? Are we, are we seeing coworkers? <laughs> that V, that V is all the way down to your navel. It's giving J Lo, like, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I was like, this is not for a work moment. Yeah, I wouldn't call her a whore. Exactly, but it's also, but it's like, okay, but you know, it's just such an intense moment of, yeah. this like controlling dude. So basically, we don't see the award ceremony, but we know she's won an award for her marketing, bless. But we see the after party of it, and she's talking, and so basically Jade and Ed are talking to a white couple, and I assume he's her boss just because he's much older. Where is your hard-earned award going? Uh, the mantle? The office? The bedroom? <laughs> I don't know yet. Well, you gotta show it off, because uh, what can I say? This one is brilliant. And I assume he's her boss just because he's much older. Mm -hmm. Didn't you think he was just talking to the boss? Yeah, I would assume because anybody who's that much older is clearly the CEO or the owner right? or manager, something, you know? Something, something. And the boss is like, let's have a toast. And here, a toast to my heart and to Jade, Perception's most creative and outstanding leader of the year. Oh, sorry, never touch the stuff. It's about, to me, control. Keeping your body, to, like, being like, you cannot get out of control. Right. And then her boss is like, give another speech. And I think that's actually a bit excessive. I, I kind of feel like, look, she already gave a speech. She had a ceremony. She got the award. Why are you making her give another speech? Okay, fine. So her speech, though, was pretty chill and basically just thanking the other people on her team. This award may have my name on it, but everybody knows that marketing is a collaborative effort. So if I could put your names on it, or if I could split it into three, I would, because I can't do what I do without you guys. One is a woman, and then the other one is a guy named Liam, who's giving me ethno-ambiguo, half-Asian model hot energy. Yeah, it was like United Colors of Benetton. Like, if, yes. if you needed that, like, Asian hot 
guy, he was going to be yes. the one in the campaign. Yes, exactly. And I feel like that's exactly where he came from. He was a print model mm-hmm. who is now t- making that leap yeah. to motion picture. <laughs> um, so, so then she hugs both of them. She hugs her co-workers, Liam and the lady whose name we don't know. I'm going to tell you this too, though. We didn't get Jade's name until seven minutes in. This is one of my lifetime pet peeves is that like people don't say their names to each other. And it's always like, I got to like listen and be like, did I miss somebody's name? Who are they? What is happening? Well, that's why you got to have the captions. You got to have the captions on because sometimes they'll say, they'll like put in print Uh the person's name. That's what I do. Oh, you put in the, okay, yeah. see, you're smart. No, you're smart. no. We gotta, we gotta have you come back. We gotta have you come back, no, okay? I just you're can't my hear. Ear. I just can't hear. That's all it is. My ear. I got a bum ear. That's what it is. But I will say with this one, though, I did need captions a couple times because of his British accent mm-hmm. and his low gravelly tone. The husband, like, sometimes he would be just kind of like whispery mumbly. And I was like, okay, what are you threatening? I can't hear your threat. Um, but basically when they get home, the husband, of course, did not appreciate that she hugged Liam. No. Her coworker, and when we tell you it was a chaste hug, it was a chaste hug, okay? She was also covered up wearing a very homely dress. But like when you're making good, you always look fine, no, even in a homely dress. No, you know what I mean? It was giving church. It was giving church. <laughs> it was it was giving, you know, I'm a mother of three. It was yeah, it was not sexy at all. At all. Like it was like high neck, high neck. It was giving it wasn't a turtleneck, but it was giving turtleneck vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. And it was also like a light brown and like brown on brown skin always looks like you are like trying to hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whenever you wear that color, it's like, what are you running from, babe? You're gorge. And she said, oh, remember when she was like changing and she's like, oh, I'm just going to put on the dress from like our anniversary or something like that. Yes. I was like, that was the anniversary dress? Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, that's how he likes you? It's like, Mm. oh, good God. So why the hell did he marry her if if that's what kind of woman he wanted? (laughs) Exactly. Because when they get home, he hurts her. You know, for hugging Liam is like, Why couldn't he wait to get his hands on you? You just let him. Jade, it was humiliating. It's just work colleague, you know. Liam, Jen. I say it to you, Jade. Never forget that. And then... Basically, we cut to, I don't know, I would imagine like an hour later, you know, Mm -hmm. she's in bed and just kind of trying to forget what just happened. And then he like puts music on and it's like their song and he's like trying to be sweet to her. And it's just like, no, you're garbage. Call the police. Everything about you I hate. And in the morning, he brings her a bouquet of flowers. Daddy, did you get mommy more flowers again? I sure did. Do you know why? No. Because she's my little flower. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like <sighs> that's what abusers do that's what abusers exactly. do they they beat you they hurt you they they do all these things and then they come back and they're like he never even really said sorry he he nope. doesn't say sorry he just does nope. something nice like oh this will make up for it and it's like no I need you to say sorry uh, also I need you to go to jail like I, right, I need you. Right. I need you to not be in this house anymore. Exactly, because again, you're right. He doesn't even he doesn't say sorry. And then very quickly, when the daughter gets up from the breakfast table, he's basically like, "Did you work today?" Yeah, from home. You know, I think it's a good idea if you make a habit of that. Ed, I'm expected to be at the office at least a few days a week. Then quit your job. I mean it, Jade. Well, I I can't. I'm, I'm in the I'm middle of a project right you're now. You're a team. 
I'll pick up the slack. But when he asked her to, like, quit her job, me being myself, I would have been like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, I, I would want... <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. Right. Like, yeah, you want me to stay right. home? I will. But she needs to not stay at home because that's how she could be safe, you know? It's, exactly. It's reprieve being at work because she's like, oh, he's not going to hit me there. Exactly. And it's also, you know, he wants her at home so he can basically watch her. Like, you know, he's got mm-hmm. a mani cam in every room. Oh, so it's like, absolutely. it's like, no, I would like to go to work. And we see later that night that the daughter, Kayla, she's crying mm-hmm. and is like, I'm crying because you do, mommy. When did I cry? All the time. I think I guess my frustration is like, you don't even get the facade of him ever being a lovely husband or them being a happy couple. There's never really even the illusion. To me, it's like, you know, from the jump that it's like, he is bad. Something is wrong here. Which hurts me to see. Because whenever I see a beautiful black family like that, I'm like, okay, greatness, top tier. Yes. Happiness. Exactly. And it was a complete opposite. It was, like, so upsetting. But it feels like, you know, after that moment when her daughter Kayla is crying, it does kind of, you know, I think it galvanizes Jade, and she's like, okay, we got to get out of here. So then Jade takes Kayla to her sister's house, and when the husband gets home, he is, like, furious. He's calling her over and over. She's not picking up, thank God. I got very nervous she's going to pick up the phone, and she she was going to go right back. But I said she didn't pick it up, bless. And then... We see what I'm really here for, which is a montage of Jade in the gym. Okay. I was like, just give me Megan Good exercising. That's what I thought this movie was going to be. Her just like exercising and walking places <laughs> and being happy. I, I mean, I, lo- I love to see the work because I don't want to just believe that that's how she is naturally. I was like, no, you have to work mm-hmm. for this. You have, you have to go to the gym. I know, but isn't it funny though? Because it literally is not related to the story. Like it just is like, it, we have Megan Good. What can we do with her being stunning? Why don't we do a montage of exercise? Yeah, the, the fact that she's getting beat, that's not enough. Why don't we get her on an elliptical? Let's go. <laughs> it's like, we, like, let's get her doing deep lunges. Yeah, she's got to do more. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. But when she gets to work from going to the gym, Ed is like standing there with flowers. And then he proceeds to gaslight her and tell her everything is her fault. Listen to this. What does your sister think about all this? If you're wondering if I told her anything, don't worry. What is there to tell, Jade? You broke up our family, and I'm worried about you. We're fine. You're not fine, Jade. Depression doesn't go away. I remember how low you were after your parents' accident. I think your sister coming back has stirred that all up again. Just come home so I can help you, like I always have. Please just come on. Sorry to interrupt, Jade. Clients are here. Oh, thank you, Liam. I'll see you Friday when you pick Kayla. Well, thank God for Liam and clients, okay? Hot model Liam comes and is like, we got a meeting. I said, bless. I said, thank God. But I will say I did think Liam was probably going to get murdered after this. Oh, hell yeah. I, the fact that he, they had hugged so closely, I was like, oh, he's yeah. he's got a bullet coming into his head, like it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full target on his back. Mm -hmm. So I got very nervous. But then we cut to a soccer practice. Kids are playing soccer. Ed and Jade are on opposite sides of the field. So, you know, um, she is for real, like, staying away from him. So some time has gone by. And then we see Sean, Ed talking to this guy, Sean, who's basically white bestie, is what I called him. (laughs) And he was just like, Can't believe you two are calling it quits, man. I mean, I've been there since the beginning, you know? Best manager, wedding. 
Yeah, I know. I'm still trying to get my head around it, if I'm honest. Jade's obviously going through something. Yeah. Well, I'm not telling Wendy on the market because she'd leave me in a red hot minute. <laughs> Come on. Sergeant Dow, you run this town. Yeah, true, but you saved her with that triple bypass, so I think you got one up on me, you know? And it was like, I'm sorry, like, they only like 30-something. I need to know why everybody need heart surgery from Ed all the time. And that made me think like, oh, what's going on in the town? Like, is he setting, yes. sh- is he setting shit yes. up so that he can have a booming business? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you doing triple bypass on a 35-year-old is not making sense Strange, to me. very strange. I said, what's in the water? What are you planning? Just so you can be the like most beloved person here. I wouldn't put it past him. He's a controlling freak. I'm like, is he sneaking like bacon grease into like all, everybody's food? <laughs> is there arteries clogged? Like what, what's going on over there? Oh my God. Now that's the sequel. Mm-hmm. Just finding out about the doctor from hell who's putting bacon grease in everybody's food. But then that night we see Liam and Jade are walking out of work, you know, working late night. And didn't you think like, Liam liked her. Liam has a crush on her. Uh, Which is just weird because it's like you knew she's been married the whole time, Liam. Like you want to be that, you want to be that man? Like we're not going (laughs) to, we're not going to support this. Like I'm not here for a work affair. Now I'm here for an affair. Like if you want (laughs) to go do that, but not at work. Like why would she have an affair with you and then have to show up at work and see you every day? That's not hot. She might as well just be married to you. Well, where do you where do you want her to have the affair? Um, in another state. Like I, I hate like <laughs> I hate a local affair. Like, do give me give me something. I hate a local affair. It's uh, so boring. Oh, I'm just gonna meet you at meet you down the block at the bar. Like, no, take me on a trip. Let's go to Mexico, Cabo, Cabo. It is. <laughs> Okay, everybody listening, that's what Sydney likes, okay? If she see you on the street, you ain't the one. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you need to be coming through with frequent flyer miles. You need to be coming here with upgrades. Okay? There it is. <laughs> but he never tries to hit on her. You can just tell that he's, like, enamored of her, where he's like, We haven't been able to land that client in years, and then, boom, you just do it. I think I just had a good read on them. <laughs> you always know what the client wants, even before they do. It's amazing, really. Thank you, Liam. You know, he, like, buys her wine to celebrate. Like, like, he's a nice boy, and because Ed is trash, I was, like, kind of hoping they were going to get together. Like, I really kind of wanted Liam to save the day in some capacity. But again, if you see that you're the person that you have a crush on is going through all this stuff with their husband or ex, I don't need that energy because it's just going to (laughs) trickle. It's going to trickle down to me, and then it's not going to feel like an affair. It's going to feel like what? Work and we don't like work here. We don't want to do that here at the Lifetime Channel. Okay, <laughs> no work for us. Oh my God! There's no better pairing for me than Jade and Liam. Mm-hmm. Imagine the photo shoots. Okay, it would look nice. You're right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but Liam leaves. Jade walks to her car, and this is for me. This is like one of those Lifetime Bingo moments. Whenever a woman's walking to a car at night, okay. It's just a setting for disaster. That's like Lifetime's go-to. It's like, you ain't catching me walking to a car at night. I walk into a car by myself at night, Sydney. There's no reason to. And she didn't have no mace on her keys. I'm like, where's her little handgun? Nothing. No taser. <laughs> She's just, just walking out loose with no weapons. Exactly. And of course, when she gets to her car, you know, Ed is right behind her, threatening her. Ed, what are you doing here? Look at your papers. Yeah, well, they're pretty straightforward. I don't want anything, so... 
and you think I'm going to sign them so what? You can screw that leech Liam with a clear conscience. Let go. <clears throat> Let go or I'll file a restraining order and how would that look? Go ahead and try, Jade. No one's going to believe you. I save lives, remember? And everyone thinks you're crazy that you should be with me. I'd rather die than be with you. And I'd rather cut you up in a million little ways than let anyone else have a piece of you. So I'm like, uh-oh. But then we cut to five weeks later and we see Jade and her sister celebrating little daughter Kayla's birthday. And we see that they've moved to a new house. She says Ed signed the divorce papers. It's like, okay, okay, maybe things are looking up. Maybe he moved things on. are looking up. Yeah. He moved on, okay? And you really think he moves on because when they get to soccer practice, the next time Ed introduces Jade to this woman he's dating, who's like a parent who also has a kid in the league. And I'm just like, okay, and the moment he introduced her, I was like, you don't like this woman. This You are using this woman. Like, right? Like, didn't you think? Well, it felt like they both, like, using each other, you know? Like, she was like, yeah, I'm with this dude. Like, yeah, we here. Hi, how are <laughs> Like, she's playing the role. Like, she knew what she was there for. Oh, she knew she was there to, like, make the ex jump. Yeah, you could tell by, like, the curly, wavy bob she had on. She was like, we, we here for the shits. Like, let's have fun, you know? <laughs> I mean, she was she was really a clone yeah. of Jade, very much so. Absolutely. But it's just funny though, because I felt like to me that woman, like I bet she was like, "Ooh, I got this doctor. Ooh, I'm dating this surgeon." You know, because like that's how this man has gone through his whole life yeah. being trash is because people are just enamored of his British accent and the fact that he's a doctor, so he can get away with literal murder. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like in 2022, you got to do more. A doctor, that's it. You're not a doc. You. You're not a doctor. Hyphenate. You're not an influencer. Like what? <laughs> what? You're not a writer. You don't have a book out. Like what else? Yeah. Just a yes, doctor. You're right. You're right. But this also goes to show you know I, th- I think we still have such low expectations for cishet men. Mm-hmm. I really do. It just feels like if a man works, you're like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I ever found. True. You know what I mean? It's like, no. Yeah. No. Totally. I. You, you don't even have to say much. You know. I know about that life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long? When did you stop dating Ben? Like how many years ago? Uh, ten, like ten years ago. Oh, ten. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you were so you were still pretty young. You were a baby, so you haven't had to deal with like these like professional gentlemen. No, but I I've dealt with professional. Even though I was like a I was twenty eight when I was like okay I'm done. So I've I had my fair share of okay of the bullshit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. Oh, God. I'm really happy for you, though, that you don't have to live that way anymore. Well, I still have friends that date uh, cis straight men, so I'm still a part of the community. (laughs) I still hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think maybe because I've just been in a relationship so long, people don't tell me their stuff anymore um, because my personality is just like, drop him, drop him. Like, I don't have, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was like, okay, like, let's psychoanalyze this phone call and figure out the ways we can make it work. And now I'm like, burn it to the ground. Get rid of him. You don't have patience for it. And I love that. And that's what I want. I need, I need to be around people like that. Don't hold my hand and be like, okay, well, like, let's make it work. No, let's get in a car (laughs) and murder him. Let's kill, kill, kill. (laughs) Make him disappear. Hire a hitman. Well, honey, speaking of hiring a hitman. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> honey, the next day we see Jade, she's walking to her car. It's the middle of the day, honey. It's mm-hmm. bright and sunny. And then this white man, like with a hoodie and a, he comes up with a gun, like pointing a gun at her in the middle of the day of day. Yeah. No and home it, training. 
No. And like, it happens so quick. But before he can fire at her, Liam, bless him, honey, constantly coming through in the last minute, he comes like... Liam's like on her trail trying to talk to her. And basically the guy sees Liam and it's like, oh, I can't shoot her here. <laughs> and he just like runs away. Oh, this, this guy, this is what stopped you. Not the whole sun being on, not all these people around. Like you're in a parking lot. I know. I was like, I don't understand how he thought this was the best way to do this. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, sir, the noonday sun is showing us all your features. Mm-hmm. You're not getting out of this. No. But he doesn't see the guy, right? So Jade is all like shaken and scared and Liam's trying to talk to her and she's like, what? Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's me- like, I'm not trying to talk to Meanwhile, you. Meanwhile, Liam low-key saved your life. Like, come on, have, <laughs> have some respect here. Or also just say to him, did you see that man with the gun? Right. Like, that I think was one of those moments because if because it almost happened so fast, I was worried that she was hallucinating it. Mm-hmm. You know, that she, because she's like obviously living in fear. She's seeing danger everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it took me a second to realize, oh no, no, that was an actual dude with a gun who then just turned around and left. <laughs> But when that happens, Jade, she gets home and her daughter Kayla's not there. Her sister's not there. And so she like calls Ed. Where is she? Jade, what are you talking about? Hello, Jade. Jade, are you there? And then she sees a text from her sister that's like, we went to the library. So, you know, Jade very quickly, like she's like, yeah, that could have been it, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like she knew the moment she saw a random white dude with a gun. She was like, Ed, what did you do? Yeah. She really knew very quickly. And then she goes to the police station. We see her like pull up in front of the police station and she's about to walk up the stairs. When who do we see? Ed's friend, Sean, with the wife who has arteries filled with bacon grease. Apparently, he's the police sergeant. And I will give it to Lifetime Channel. They always do that. When the man who is, like, toxic, abusive, his, his, he's friends with the police. He's <laughs> friends with the community. He's donated his kidney to somebody. Like, he's looking like that person of, like, oh, he's amazing. He's like Mother Teresa. Right. And it's like, that's a lie. He's giving his wife a black eye every week. Exactly. But that is part of how evil stay evil. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, like, nobody will have a better looking resume than an evil bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because how else do you keep doing evil? Because if you look invisibly crazy, and remember, this is a black man. Yeah. So the fact that they even letting him get away with anything in this life is amazing. You see what I'm saying? Like, you gotta look good so that nobody's looking at you twice. Yeah. So, I mean, good for a Lifetime channel that's saying, hey, everybody can get it. Everybody can get exactly. Everybody, anybody can get it here. <laughs> anybody can get it here. <laughs> then, of course, Jade, because she, like, stops when she sees Sean, he's like, Jade, hey. Hey. What are you doing here? I was, um, um, gonna check in on something. Oh. Well, can I help? I am the boss. Right. By the way, I was really sorry to hear about you and Ed. I mean, Wendy and I, uh, the four of us never really hung out, but I know Ed, so. So, who knows? Maybe you can find a way to work it out. He's good people. You know, I was gonna ask about something with the school zoning matter. It's fine. I can just have the board follow up. You sure? So, yeah, I can thank help. you. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Okay. See you later. See you. She basically backs away because it's like she knows she can't tell her ex-husband's best friend and expect to be believed. But then that night, Jade is sitting down and she tells her sister basically the truth about Ed and their relationship. One day we were at a friend's house and I corrected him on something. I can't even remember what. But when we got home, 
time. And I rationalized it, you know, I rationalized it to his mother always cutting him down. But after that, it was like everything I did. And I swear, I will never let him hurt you again. I don't think you can. I think he's trying to kill me. What? No, if that's the case, you have no choice but to go to the police. His best friend is the police sergeant. And I know Ed. He'll turn around. He'll make me seem like I'm the crazy one. She's the one who had the nervous breakdown. Another one he had to save. The only way anyone would believe it is if it came from his own mouth. Oh, and when I heard that line, I was like, okay, the setup is coming. But I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, I don't even understand that. Like, I get that it meant something, but I was like, wait, what do you want him to do? Because well, you gotta catch, you either gotta catch him on tape, you gotta, you gotta have the wires tapped. This is how I, yeah. I mean it's true. Because people like that, yeah. it's like if she if he's been abusing her for so long and nobody has even noticed, not even her freaking sister, then right. there it is. This is the only way we're gonna catch it. Right, right, right. So, but you see the plan is in motion, because right the next day, Jade sends Kayla and her auntie Lee out for the day. It's like, go bless. And we see Ed is at a conference giving a speech. And he said earlier, too, he's like, I'm going to be at a conference for the weekend. And I just thought to myself, you only saying that as a cover. Yep. Like, I knew his ass. I was like, what you telling your ex-wife some shit for? You just telling her because you just want the record to show that she was out of the state. And I said, you planning something. Immediately, he said he was at a conference. So, And he was saying it so loud. I'm just going to be at a conference. Like, saying it loud enough <laughs> <laughs> that everybody can check his alibi. <laughs> I'm just going away. Like, okay, sir. <laughs> We heard you. The CVS like, lady heard you. We all heard you. <laughs> He's like, oops, I dropped my plane ticket and my passport because I'm going on a trip. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, okay, Ed, we got it. So he's in this conference. So basically it's like this intercutting. You basically see Jade falling all over her kitchen, things falling to the ground, blood. You see that. As you see Ed at the conference, as you see the white dude with the gun from before pull up in front of her house. So you're thinking, okay, well, then he, Ed at the conference, the guy coming to the house, he done beat her down, right? Yeah. But then you also get the sense of, like, she's created signs of a struggle. Because you never see the actual guy inside. After that, we're back, we're in the scene that we saw from the cold open. Nighttime, Ed comes to the house and sees the blood and mess everywhere and is calling the cops. And then when Kayla and her aunt get home, Ed is sitting on the steps and is basically like, Kayla, come with me, you know? And Auntie Lee is like, what did you do? And he's like, don't you start with me. So they like start to fight. And then- he takes, But he, ta he takes the daughter anyway, which I was like, why are you? At first I was like, she needs to fight for her niece. But then I'm like, well, right. I guess she can't. Like, Because he's the dad. But this is the thing I'd never, you know, again, it's like when somebody wants control but chooses to take a child- I never really get that. Because I'm like, you're impatient, you're mean, you're cold. What the hell you want an eight-year-old for? It's just a power thing. It's just a like, aha, yeah. I won. Like, look, look, I'm taking something away from you. That's all it is. Because you don't yeah. really want to deal with making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's not really his exactly. style. Exactly, right? So I was like, okay, good one. And he puts his daughter in the car. 
And this man can't even wait till he get to a private location. We see him pick up the phone and tell the white guy shooter. Yeah. Yes, me. The cops are still there, but it looks legitimate. I don't care what you do. Just get rid of the body. We're done. I said, you couldn't do this in a in a quiet area? Mm-hmm. You couldn't do this not on the street? Mm-mm. I mean, brazen. Brazen and bold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after that, we see Jade enter a motel. She has a burner phone, honey. Jade has a plan. When I saw her going to the motel, I said, okay, we got a plan here. We got a burner phone. We got a roadside dive where no one's going to find you. I said, okay, okay, okay. She's about to do something. I love it. I was like, she's going to switch into a different wig. She's gonna, yeah. she, she might even like do her eyebrows differently. She's going to wear a different <laughs> outfit. Like you, she's going to come with the costume, you know? Yes. And then we see like she sends a text and cut to Ed at home and he's gotten a video, but we don't see what the video is because then detectives come to his door with some questions. It seemed like a sliver of hope, but it was quickly dashed. Listen to this. What about the abuse? Jay doesn't drink. We're using the other drugs. We don't even keep alcohol in the house. The physical abuse. I'm sorry, I don't follow. Jade's sister came out of the station. She told us Jade recently confided that you'd been abusive during your marriage. In fact, she said Jade thought you were trying to have her killed. I'm... I'm sorry. I don't know where Lee would have gotten that from. But you're aware she's bipolar, aren't you? And the drug problem. I mean, she disappeared for almost 10 years, living on the streets. She didn't tell you any of this. No, no, she didn't. Lee has some really shady people around. She even claimed she was being followed. Now, I don't know if that was in her head or if it was real, but now she's telling these stories about me. Why? Because I had my reservations about her. You tell me, detective, as a father and a husband, wouldn't you? Well, thank you, Dr. Thompson. You've given us some leads we can follow. Thank you. Um, detectives, what do I tell my daughter? Go and tell the truth. You don't know where her mother is. Okay. First of all, what kind of police parenting? He's like, just tell her you don't know where her mother is. I was like, what the hell? Nobody asked the cops how to raise a child. Okay, don't ask the cops. They don't, please don't. How do they know? How, how would they know? He's like, what should I tell my daughter? It's like, tell her you don't know where your, her mother is. It's like, okay, you're not helpful. At all. At all. And then how quickly the moment he's like, well, do you know Lee? She's a drug addict. She's bipolar. Everyone believes a British doctor. But also I was like, sir, this don't have nothing to do with what we heard about this abuse. So I'll answer these questions. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. And you know, this is the thing though. Lifetime is very ACAB. Because if you notice a lot of these movies, the police have failed in some capacity, Always. right? Which is why the woman has to like save herself. Or at some point it's like they go to the cops and the cops are like, they don't believe them about something. So, you know, Lifetime, it feels very progressive, very ACAB, very <laughs> voted for Bernie energy. It's progressive. As a, as a channel. It is progressive. Uh, <laughs> And then when the cops leave, Ed opens this video, you know, sent anonymously from a number he doesn't recognize. And it's a video from their wedding day. There's my wife. How does it feel to be Mrs. Thompson? Perfect. I said, the psychological games begin. 
the torment begins. Now I'm ready. Now I'm like, okay. Now we're in. Now we're locked in. Let's go. Now we're locked in. So we got to take a break because we about to go on a whole hard right turn, y'all. It's about to be a whole nother different movie. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Okay, we are back here, honey. Jade is ready. She is controlling. She's in the motel. There's a news story about her missing, and she writes an anniversary card to Ed. I said, she about to do some stuff. She said, oh, no, no, no. You're, gonna not, you're not trying to take over my life and ruin me. We are going to turn the tables. I mean, I was amazed. Because she's such a subdued character up until then, and, like, she hasn't really talked to anybody, you don't really know her personality. But then you find out, it's like, okay, were you in black ops? You were engaging in psychological warfare. Yeah. Okay, what was your previous life? You know everything. Or maybe she was just learning from him. She was taking notes. She was like, I see what you do to me, so now I'm going to do to you. Maybe. Because basically, she's sitting in the parking lot of the hospital where the husband works and she sees him, he goes inside and then the shooter he hired comes to his car, opens the back door and takes a bag of cash. Now, I would like to think there was better security in the hospital parking lot because how are you just going to open a doctor's door? Lord, you know the doctor has his own parking space. You know it's like set aside. Yeah, it, it, it really didn't make any damn sense. And actually <laughs> that they were doing that out in the public too. Well, this is the thing. These people love to do nonsense in the middle of the damn day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. So he gets his paper bag full of cash out the car and just walks away. No one seems to care. And then Ed gets a call from the restaurant where he and Jade were supposed to have their anniversary dinner. And the lady's like, This is Alouette calling just to confirm your reservation tonight for two at eight o'clock. It must be some mistake. I didn't make a reservation. It was made under a Jade Thompson. Shall I confirm it? Hello? And now Ed is like, what? What? Jay's supposed to be dead. I talked to the shooter. I just gave him a bag of 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you saying? So he's like already confused. And then Jade follows the shooter back to his house, which is somewhat, I mean, converted warehouse loft crack den. That's the vibe. Yeah. And and she goes by herself, which is weird. I was like, I would need backup. Like, I wouldn't just, Thank you. I wouldn't just trust this on my own. That's the thing I thought. I was like, I was like you're flying too close to the sun, babe. Yeah. Because as soon as she walks down that alley, and I said, oh my God, you're walking down an alley by yourself. And you know the man in there was hired to kill you. Okay. <laughs> like, don't go there. Again, no mace, no taser, no gun. What's up? I don't know. But then she overhears the guy call Ed and he's like, Got the cash and her body's dealt with. So now we're done. I will say this, though. This I did appreciate. I love that the hired killer would lie about doing his job. Like you, Sydney, he does not want to work. No. Okay? So he just said, 
Yeah, I did it. And honestly, that's how I would do it too. I would say I murdered somebody. I would give my money, but never actually commit a crime, right? So I have the money, but I don't have to go to jail ever. Yeah, but I because I'm so paranoid and I think everything is a setup, I would believe that they set me up to make me think that, oh, somebody else murdered her. And so I would just spill all the beans and be like, I went there, there's blood everywhere, her body was gone. I don't know what happened. I, I'd rather be like, an honest hitman than than a liar. <laughs> wow. Okay. So your reputation as a hitman would be important to you. Yeah. You're like Angie Harmon. You're like I, buried in Barstow. Uh, That's who you want to be. <laughs> okay. I see. I see. I do wish I knew how Ed, the fabulous doctor, met this drug addicted murderer for hire. Easy. When you're in a town like that, there's about four to every person. So yeah, I'm sure he- Wait, what do you mean four to every person? I'm sure he went to some kind of gas station and saw some this, <laughs> this guy with a bad haircut and he was like, hey, you want to make some easy cash? And he's like, hell yeah. I'm trying to move to, I want to move to Miami next week. And he's like, well, I got a gig for you. It was so, it, I'm sure it was so easy. I'm sorry, but if a black British doctor man came up to me, See, I would think that was like a setup. Because I'm like, what you doing coming up on me? In the Okay, is this is this undercover boss? Is this a punked? What are you doing? Right. Don't get me on tape saying nothing, okay? <laughs> but that night, Ed goes to the restaurant. Hello. Hey. Apparently there's a reservation under Thompson. Here we are for two, right this way. Sorry. I don't suppose you know when the reservation was made, do you? Sorry, sir, we don't keep a record of that, but a card did arrive for your table, so if you'll just follow me. A server will be right over with the wine list, but the chef has already been instructed to prepare you and your wife's anniversary dish, the Chateau Briand. Enjoy. And there's a card waiting for him that's like, happy anniversary, Ed, love Jade. So he's like, what? What is happening? Yeah. So then the next day, Ed goes to Lee's house, Jade's sister, and is like, I got a note from Jade. And Lee, I love it. Lee was just like, you tried to kill her, Ed. So trust me, she wasn't planning on celebrating her anniversary. And let me tell you something. If anything has happened to her, I'll kill you myself. She was fed up. She was so fed up. So fed up. And then that night, Jade goes to the hired killer's crack den mm -hmm. and she leaves a ring on his coffee table and also gets his personal information from a piece of mail. And she looks him up and you see his criminal record. But his criminal record was like for robbery and stuff. It wasn't for murder, which is why I felt like, sir, why did you get involved in this? But you could have had it. You could have been clean. No, he needed the money. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Ed met him some randomly, some randomly beige guy that was like, you know what? If, <laughs> if, if I can get like, you know, 10K, I can just start my life over. I guess. Yeah, 10K. That's so true. Because mm -hmm. like... They, you really, it's amazing how little you have to pay to get someone to murder someone else. Oh, because people have nothing to live for. They're like, well, I was going to die anyway. I might as well get 10K for this. Killing? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, no, 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 no. I'm going to need a couple million oh, for that kind of risk. Okay. For that kind of risk, you got to pay me a couple million. Yeah. Easily. But you saw where he lived. Like, come on. 10K probably was everything he needed and more. You're right. But- the next day you see her, she's in a car and she's like, again, another lifetime bingo, someone in a car watching someone else from across the street. <laughs> but this time it's not like a man spying on a woman. It's like Jade watching her daughter, Kayla. And I'm going to tell you this, Kayla, she raising a damn self and making mistakes left and right. Mm -hmm. She's got a freaking scooter. She just starts riding it in the street. Nobody is with her. 
She then sees something, drops her scooter on the sidewalk, and then starts walking into somebody's house. I said, Kayla, they raised you better than that, didn't they? Come on now. But this is what I mean. It's like he wanted that daughter. I go, where are you? Who is watching her? Nobody. What is going on? Nobody. Nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was insane. And so Jade can't help herself and is like, gets out of the car and is like, trying to get her daughter. She's like, okay, could you please? But, you know, I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, my God. I was, I was like, oh, my God, this is what? This is how she's going to get killed. This is how she's going to get killed. Because yeah. she's coming out there. But then before she can kind of get to Kayla, she hears Ed call out Kayla's name. Kayla? Come on, you gotta get to your new babysitters. She is so you did? Okay, well, maybe we can tell Kelly all about it when we get there, okay? Jade hides behind a tree, and I've never been more nervous in all my life. Mm -hmm. But she watches them walk away, and then we see Jade. She sneaks into the, their house. She downloads some files from Ed's computer. Then she goes up to their bedroom, and she sees that basically he's cleaned out all her stuff. Like, all her stuff is in boxes. The closet is looking brand new, like no one's ever been in there. And she just like watches. And then when Ed gets to work, he's doing a PowerPoint, like a slideshow presentation to other doctors. In four hours, some of you will be assisting me with what will be your first transcatheter surgery. So it's important we go over the procedure. We want to be prepared for every eventuality. Now in the first slide, you'll see the aortic valve in question. The uh, second slide shows the placement of and like he clicks the next slide and it's like a picture of Jade's face. And then every time he presses it, like the face decays. So it's like more and more of a skull. It was like very creepy. It was very, very scary and creepy. I didn't understand how she did that. I was like, okay, now she's out in here using Photoshop. Okay, woman in tech, woman in tech. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, wow. I'm very impressed. She's a graphic designer now. Love that. Love that for her. The mind games. And then of course he freaks out. Dr. Thompson? Get out. I said, get out! And then when he gets home, he sees the shredded dress, the dress that he shredded in the beginning of the movie, and he sees that all of her clothes are hanging back up in that closet. I was like, okay, wow, this is huge. Also, they don't have a Nest camera. This is what I don't be buying about these rich houses, but and yet there's no camera system. There's no security clocking people in there. Well, I will say that we have a camera at the door, but we don't have a camera inside, so. But then he should know it was her. Yeah. Because basically he starts to spin out because it's like, who's doing this? Who's doing this? You know who the f*** did this. Stop asking me. <laughs> stop asking me dumbass questions. You know. You know what it is. <laughs> but no, what does he do? He goes to that hired killer's house and he's like. Why don't you want your damn phone? We were done. Oh, because I wouldn't let you did the job. You saw it. Cops saw it. Then why the hell does it feel like she's still alive? I just want to know. I just want some proof. That's all. Show me that you did what you said you were going to do. And then the killer gives Ed the ring that Jade left on his table. And this is another thing we need to discuss. I don't understand. He just opened a random ring. Did the note say, hey, this is a from me, the woman you were supposed to have killed. Like, why would he even know to show that ring to him? Well, he needed something. He needed proof. I was like, so now is he in 
cahoots with her or not? Like, what is... Exactly. No, they're not in cahoots. Like, obviously, she's giving him the things he needs, but he doesn't seem to be questioning where they're coming from or who's setting it up. And he just is like, here's a ring. And it's like, what? Why would you even know that that ring was... (sighs) No, they're not in cahoots because... (laughs) Jade is watching all of this happen again by herself in the dead of night, watching her strange husband talk to the killer that he hired to kill her. And then when Ed leaves, Jade starts to leave. But, you know, nobody's more on edge than a drug addicted hired killer, which is what this man is. So he is like he picks up his gun and starts walking out the house like, who is that? Who was that? And he's like on Jade's tail. But then she like hides behind something and like hits him over the head with a gas which I loved. I was like, you know what? This is the first time you're going to fight back. I'm here for it. Well, but I was also like, honey, if you had this ability to fight back, how did you end up with Ed's ass in the first place? I don't, I don't ask questions. I'm just watching the movie. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see how this pans out. That's it. But then as soon as she walks away, it seems like she quickly called what the probation officer. Yeah. Because basically after that happens, the guy kind of comes to, goes back to get his money and is like, I'm out of here. Cause it's all getting crazy. <laughs> And then as he's walking out of his alleyway from his apartment, there are like two cops from the probation office right there. See, and this is the thing. To me, I thought this was going to be it, is that basically he gets arrested and then he's just going to say, okay, see what had happened was this black British doctor hired me to kill a lady, but I never even killed her. But I took his money. Like, that's what I thought it was going to be. It's like, spill it. Spill it. Be honest. Like, don't be a liar. Tell the truth. Right. The truth shall set you free. But I don't think he ever really does because basically you get the sense, okay, now he's maybe going back to jail. But like, I don't know. It's a moment that doesn't really seem to pan out to help us on our journey. Because basically then we see Ed, he's going back to the hospital and he's going to his car. And he sees a woman standing by the car who he thinks is Jade. Which of course we know is not Jade because that's not what she's doing. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And what do we say about that other girl he was quote unquote dating? She a dang Jade clone. Boom. Suck. When he sees this woman he thinks is Jade, you know what he does, y'all? He don't call out a name. He don't say nothing. He just come up behind her and start choking her. Sir. Now, get a grip. And it, it shouldn't be somebody's neck, but get a thank grip. You. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Act like you act like you've done some dumb shit before. It's like what? I was like, this is what I mean. It's like he's unraveling. I was like, yeah. you are in like your own work parking lot, mm-hmm. just choking out whoever you see nearby. And then of course, when he tur- he like takes the woman, he turns her around. It's not Jade. It's the woman he was dating who was like, um, I was gonna bring you dinner, but I gotta go. <laughs> like she just literally is like, I'm gonna leave now, and just runs off. And I'm like, okay, I hope she'll file a damn police report. I hope. I pray. But also, she probably was like, well, I don't want to get this good black man. I don't want to put him in jail. So. See, that's the problem. Yeah. That's how he got this far. That's how he got this far. That British accent, yes, that medical degree, that's what it and is. then some guilt. Yeah. Some guilt. They're like, he is a good man, technically, right? It's like, oh my God. So then she runs off, and he can't really do nothing about it. And then Ed gets a call. What is it? And then we see him go to the police station. And so he goes up to his friend, you know, Sergeant Sean. Sean. Hey. Uh, all right, so listen. Has she been drinking? I'm just, I'm just tired, Sean. Okay. Um, Dr. Thompson, um, why don't we go upstairs? Yeah, come on. What is this? And they take him to a room where they show him a picture 
that they received. And someone sent out some photos. Is that the tattoo you told us your wife has when you gave us a description? Who sent this? Number couldn't be traced, but we're working on it. And we need you to confirm it with us. Is that Jade's tattoo? Which, okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. Who's emailing them? It's like www.policedepartmentsean at gmail. I don't know. This, That's not even what an email address is, but you know what I'm saying. Are they putting any of this together? Like, they're just receiving an email and that's it. They're receiving an email with no information. And they're just like, well, so... And basically, there are pictures of Jade's body that appears to be murdered. She's bound. There's blood on her. You know, and this is where it's like, okay, now Jade is doing a lot. We're talking graphic design. We're talking special effects makeup. By Does she work herself. At- by, by herself. herself. She's tied her own self up. Okay, she needs to be working for Lucasfilm. <laughs> she needs to be working for Industrial Light and Magic. She obviously should not be in marketing. No. She is an artist at this point. Okay? Get her doing Freddy versus Jason. It- She's good. And basically, Ed gets angry. He like storms out angry. Based on your identification and these images, it's likely we won't find her alive. Although... Without a body, we can never be sure, but... Look at this! She has to be dead! How can you not be sure? Yeah, uh, yeah you should be prepared that she's, uh, she's gone. I thought he was going to give himself away because remember, he's already ordered her death. So he's like mad at them. But I'm like, well, that's, you knew that's what happened. You got the ring from the guy. Yeah, but also it's just like, why? Like, be sad, like, be upset, like, angry. That's your go to emotion. Boy, boy, oh, baby, exactly. oh, boy. Yeah, the help. Exactly. The help that is needed. Exactly. He needs it. He does. Again, though, but this is him unraveling, right? Because in the next morning, Ed and his daughter, like he's being mean to her. He's yelling at the little girl. Go and get your school bag. And Kelly is going to come and take you to school. But I don't want Kelly. Just do it! And then when the babysitter, Kelly, comes to take the girl to school, we see Ed crack open a bottle of wine. Now, this is the man who Who don't drink. I was like, I thought you don't drink, sir. Thank you. You're the man who said you had to keep your hands steady. And now you up in here drinking it aboard it. So it's, it's almost like, what is it? The telltale heart, mm-hmm. okay? We're having an Edgar Allan Poe. We're having a, I hear it coming. The call is coming from inside the house energy. And you got to remember, this has only been like a week and a half. Ed was not very strong to begin with because he is like immediately off the rails. Well, that's why I was like, damn, I just wish that, I wish Jade could have really given him this work while she was in the house. Yes, exactly. Because everything else that she's doing, it just seems like so calculated. And I mean, it's clear she's not at work. She's not working anymore. Right. <laughs> she's not working anymore because she got time on time and time on her hands. Right. Well, now everyone thinks she's dead. dead. Right. Right. And then we see Lee. She's at her house and she read an article about her sister's death and she's crying. And then she gets a letter delivered, hand delivered letter. So, you know, but then it's from Jade. Yeah. And the basically the letter is just like, I'm basically telling her she's safe. Hi, I'm okay. Exactly. We don't know what, it's a long, it's a longer letter, but we at least get the part mm-hmm. where Lee now knows her sister's not dead. So while she's getting that, and I'm like, thank God, because I was very like sad. I was like, okay, this is like all over the news and in the papers. Also, doesn't Kayla 
know her mom's dead. There's no way little Kayla goes to school and like a classmate isn't like, I saw your mommy was dead in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff that we, it was a little gray area for me. A little gray. I was like, mm, mm, okay. And then Ed gets to work. He's in surgery. Heart surgeon, remember? Yeah. He's supposed to be so good. Oh, hold on. It's coming. Ed up in surgery. He starts yelling at folks. He can't find arteries. I can't find the artery. His pulse is dropping. Move! Come on. We're about to lose him. I said, Ed, you got one job, babe. Your one job is finding the artery. But what are you saying? But also, how do you get this far into, like, we about to be at the <laughs> surgery, and you're like, oh, I don't know where the arteries are. What? How did you get this far? <laughs> you should be able to do this with your eyes closed. Exactly. So literally, the other doctors have to, like, push him out of the way. And I'm like, okay, we got to save this person's life. So he get pushed out. And then you see him outside, like, sitting on a bench outside the hospital, obviously, like, you know, shaking and dealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, his boss comes up, you know, and is just like... I'm so sorry. I just saw the news this morning. If I'd known, well, we got lucky your team stepped up just now, but it can't happen again. Take a leave. You need it. Need to know. Look, it was just today. I mean, I'll be fine. No, 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 no. You're not. I can see it. No one's blaming you, but it's a problem. Peter, I'm your best surgeon. They could smell the alcohol on your breath, Ed. And if it were anyone else, you'd be losing your license right now. So go home. Look after yourself. Get some help. Okay, we smell an alcohol on your breath, Ed. But it's crazy that it took them over an hour to figure out, like, oh, Ed is unstable. He's men- right. He's giving Minto, and he needs help. <laughs> And he's he's giving mental, and he's finally heard, get some help. Finally. Yes. Because it's like, you almost killed somebody. Right. But see, and that's what I want. I wanted his license taken away. Like, I wanted that moment. It's like, you've been fired. Yeah. Because again, if he's all about power and his appearance, this to me is, I'm like, this is what she's doing, right? She's trying to make it so that he loses all of the standing he has been using to hide his evil. Yes. So I'm like, okay. And then that night, Ed is at home drinking some more. This time he on the scotch, it looked like. Have not learned his lesson at all. It's clear that he can't hold his liquor. Nope. And then he watches a news story about a candlelight vigil for Jade. And then he gets a call from the babysitter that's like, when are you going to come get your daughter? And he's like, tomorrow. And my first thought was, I hope Kelly the babysitter is getting some OT. I pray. I pray. But also I'm like, damn, poor Kelly. What does she have something to do? This is what I'm saying. Kelly literally was like, I picked this little kid up from school and now I have to have her all night long. Like, that wasn't the plan. Kelly is like, now I am a mother. (laughs) (laughs) And he just hangs up on her. Kelly now raising Kayla. And then Ed hears like a sound, you know, in their house. And of course, they've got this big, you know, mini mansion. It's Lifetime. But then the quote unquote, their song, the song he played in the beginning after he beat her up, comes on over the speaker's. And he just like starts freaking out. And it's like, you know, he's being haunted. And he grabs a gun from like a cabinet. First of all, it's like a cabinet in the kitchen. I was like, what? Kitchen gun? And then he just starts shooting wildly. Wild. It's just like, 
I mean, again, the man is drunk and unhinged and he just was like shooting at the walls, the windows. It was just like, oh my God, I thought he was going to end up killing a neighbor. Like, I, <laughs> Well, I was like, it's clear that Ed has never taken any gun lessons. <laughs> He's all willy nilly with the Glock. And it's like, yeah, boy, oh buddy, oh boy, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> It's insane. And then basically we see the cop, you know, we cut to like a little while later, the cops are there. Ed is Ed is sitting on his porch and then his friend Sean, the sergeant, comes up and is like, I know we don't have a body, but you saw yourself, Jade's dead. You saw the photos. No, no Sean, you don't understand. She will never leave. She can't. She is here. She's here right now. Ed was Kayla's gonna go into child protective services. Okay? Listen to me. Hey. I'm sure it's just temporary, but come on, right now it's for the best. It's okay. Be right back. But this is my thing though. Why not Aunt Lee? What happened to Lee? Where is she at? She's still there. She's living in the town. This is what I don't get. Why would she go to protective services when her aunt is like 20 minutes away? It doesn't make any sense. This is what I'm saying. Call Lee! That's what I don't like. And this is what I'm saying. Like, Sergeant Sean, you aren't helpful. You don't think it through. Okay. Not really doing his job at all. No. Then the next morning, Ed comes back in the house from like getting his morning booze. Basically, he like <laughs> comes back with a bottle and a paper bag. <laughs> and he finds rose petals all over the house. Like the white roses that seem to have been like their flower, right? The flower he gives her when he's trying to get her to forgive him and stuff. And he just like falls to the floor. And then we see Jade going back into the motel and we see her take off her wig. Now, Sid, was it just me or did that wig look exactly like her hair? It did. I said, <laughs> y'all not really making no sense over there, but I, I see what y'all trying to do. I, I, I'm like- What were they trying to I do? I was like, give some range, honey. Can we do another color or something? Like Exactly. Because they literally just had her in her own, her own hair and then a wig that is the same shade yeah, as her hair, yeah. but in a ponytail and then a hat. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand. At least when uh, J-Lo and Enough, they like, they completely dyed her hair and then cut it really, really short, like a pixie cut. Like, just yes. give us some, give us some range. Give us something different. Exactly. We know Megan Good has the face to pull it she off. She does. Okay? You can do anything. She can do it all. You can do, she can do it all. I'm like, you can give her a new look. But then she takes off her wig and then I had to laugh. But then she looks in the mirror and she goes, It's time, Ed. So, okay, it's time. That's how we know it's time. Yeah. Then we cut to the vigil that the community is having for her. We do see Liam from work holding a candle. And bless his heart. I, I hope he will make it. I had, I had a question. I'm like, so who put the vigil together? Like, who was at the forefront? Lee. Okay, okay. Because I was like... Lee did put the vigil together. Okay, okay. I was like... At first, I thought the town just had this vigil, but then, yeah, the sister. Okay. <laughs> yes, the sister put it together because we see she's also on the news when they're talking about right. it. Right, so like, okay, yes. So she's, like, involved, right? So the vigil's about to start, and then Sergeant Sean, he's like, he comes up to her, and then and she's like, have you seen Ed? Is Ed here? And Sean goes, no. And then Lee says, well, then you should stay. So it's like, okay, now, okay, what are you involved in, Lee? Mm -hmm. What is the plan? Are you guys in communication? And then the vigil's beginning. Lee gets up to speak, and as she's starting to see Ed arrives, just, you know, tears streaming down his face, looking just real messed up, really just, who honey, it's his final days. And Lee begins to read a prepared statement. Listen to this. Good evening, everyone. And thank you for coming tonight. 
to remember my sister. I um, have a few words I'd like to. I have a few words that I'd like to read that have been prepared. Jade used to think she can do anything. And she could. She was unstoppable. And then one day, we lost our parents. And there was nothing she could do about that. It broke her. It broke both of us. And then she met Ed, the savior of lives. Jade had it all again. A career where she could shine. A loving, beautiful daughter. And then she had Ed, her steady hand. But how steady is it now, Ed? Hmm? Because even saviors like you can be haunted by ghosts. And those ghosts, they will multiply and they will grow and they will never leave you alone. Not until your conscience is clear. And the haunting, she won't stop. It, it won't stop. Okay, now here, when she says that, Lee looks like she realizes she made a mistake. Like she, she won't stop. I mean it, I mean it. Now, Sydney, did you think that was a real mistake she made or and like she ruined the whole plan? Or do you think that like that was a prepared mistake? I thought it was a prepared mistake. Honey, I thought the acting was too good. I thought it was it a mistake. Was, mistake. I was, I was like, she's, she's doing it. I mean, it's making good sister. Hello. She, she worked. <laughs> this is not her, she worked. this is not her first job. Oh my gosh. But then you're right though, because immediately, right? When she makes the mistake, Ed starts looking around and then he thinks he sees Jade, Jade yeah. in the crowd. And he like runs off and he gets in his car. And when he's like trying to get in his car, Sean stops him and is like, stay. I know it's hard for you, but stay. But he like pushes him away and goes to us, gets in the car or whatever. Where I'm like, okay, it is very clear that Ed is drunk. Sean, you need to stop him from driving. Like this is where I'm saying, I'm like, you're the sergeant. Stop your drunk friend who shoots wildly from getting in a car. But then that would make him a good sergeant and that's not his brand. That's he, true. He's supposed to be bad. That's true. So like, he's just staying consistent, you know? <laughs> and I love a consistent, yeah. I love a consistent king. <laughs> I stand an ineffective, consistent king. <laughs> ineffective, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so the vigil ends and then it looks like Lee is, like she's kind of picking up things and then she seems to get a message and then she gets in her car. And then we see basically Ed does, had not driven off. He was in his car. And then when he sees Lee pull away, he follows her. And Lee drives to the motel, goes into a room. She seems to get something from that room and leave. That's all. All we see is her go in and come right out pretty quickly. We don't know anything else. Then Ed walks up to that same room and goes inside. But inside, uh, someone is in the bathroom. So the bathroom door is closed. We can hear like the water running. So someone's in there. And so Ed doesn't know yet. And Ed like hides behind a wall. And then... The bathroom door opens and Jade comes out. And without turning around, she knows he's there. And she says, Hello, Ed. You bitch. Is that all you got? Because I'm so much more. I died. And I came back so I could destroy you. 
Excuse me. I did all of it. You're still dead, Jade. To me. To everyone. This time. You're gonna stay dead. Because I'm gonna kill you myself. Now, as Ed begins to choke her, y'all, Sergeant Sean came out the bathroom with his gun drawn. Let her go, Ed. Let her go. Ed. I told you. I'd rather die than be with you. Finally, he's doing his job. Finally. He doing something. Finally. He doing something. Damn. What? How? It took him an hour and a half. An hour and a half to get it together. Damn. How did he get in there? I like, this is like, I wanted to see, you know how like when you see something in a movie and then they do like a flashback that shows all the pieces coming together? I needed to know how Sergeant Sean got in the bathroom without anybody seeing him. (laughs) I was like, what? What? And so basically he stops him. We see Ed get arrested. Lee comes back and hugs her sister, honey. Thank God. Then the next day, we see Jade and Lee go and pick up Kayla from babysitter Kelly's house. Kayla! Mommy! Mommy! Who's been basically her mama. Because, I mean, how many days has it been? I thought they were going to put her in protective services. Well, you know it moves slow. It does. It's like, it's, like, it's like, we won't call your aunt, but we'll let you stay with this random teenage yeah. girl until we can get things sorted out. It was like, what? Ooh. Can you imagine? I feel like Kelly, like, she's like going to senior year of high school every day. Like, I'm taking care of this kid. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just supposed to like pick her up from school, but now she lives in my house. She's probably like, can I claim her on my taxes? Like, I, she, is a, she is a dependent. Truly, I do have a dependent. So... That's the movie, you guys. It just ends with basically Jade picking up her daughter, Kayla, and then her daughter is like, Where did you go, Mommy? When you get a little bit older, I can tell you why I had to go. Okay. And the best part is you don't have to see Mommy cry anymore. And I said, honey, Kayla, strap in, honey. Yeah. You better start getting on your Lexapro now. Get it now. Because yes. she's already seen and heard too much. Exactly. So... Yeah, that was that. <laughs> what a strange motion picture. But I'm happy that Megan made it out alive. Some people are not alive to tell their story. So I know. That was I know. that was You're right. that was a posse. That was a posse. In the beginning of the movie, not so much. But at the end, I said, okay, I can excel. I can excel. I can I can breathe. You know what I would have wanted though? Mm. What I wanted to see was like a series of like little clips of newspaper clippings, TV news where it's like, beloved doctor brought down, you know, disbarred or like unlicensed. Like, I just want to see him Uh, just like wither away to nothingness. You know what I mean? Like, I feel a need to see vengeance. I need to see him destroyed. I need to see him broken. But she already like messed with his head and like made him rethink everything and doubt. So I think that is justice for us, I suppose. I think what I'm hearing is that you're less hateful than I am. And you don't need to see as much physical destruction to feel satisfied. And I respect that. No. I respect that. That's healthy. That's gorgeous. No, I want to see it. I'm just saying, like, I I feel like (laughs) I know what they were doing here. They were like, it's already been an hour and a half. Do you really want to see this? I know. Look, they run a tight ship. An hour and 26 minutes. Okay, That's That's what Lifetime's got to do. 
That's what Lifetime's got to do. You guys, Sid's dog is so cute. She's like cuter than Mabel, I might say. What? I don't think because so. Because she's a little more, she's a little more like cuddly and present. No. Like Mabel doesn't really want to engage with this I like content. Ma- no, I like Mabel that's like, I'm doing my thing. This is my space. That is all. You're okay, not, the dog is holding a ball. The dog is wants Sid yes, to throw it. Yeah, no respect. No, res- you say I'm working here. I'm saying I'm working. She's working to keep you in finery. I, okay, to get that really good dog food that's not like kibbles and bits. <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for being my guest co-host for these past few weeks. This has been a beautiful gift. It's, now, here's a question, though. Yeah. Now that I've gotten you started on this addiction, will you be continuing to watch Lifetime movies outside of this pod? Like I said, pretty much Lifetime Channel movies has raised me, and I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen what they do. And yeah, I'm always on the run for it. It's This is what I do. This is what I watch. You're back. Yeah. This is beautiful. This is what this I watch. This is beautiful. Well, God bless you for keeping Megan's mic warm. And you guys, next week, we are coming to you with a movie that is called, and I am not lying, Suitcase Killer, The Melanie McGuire Story. Okay? This movie follows the beautiful and gregarious fertility nurse, Melanie McGuire, whose life seems so perfect. Two beautiful sons, a new dream home. Everything was falling into place except her marriage. And when her husband is found cut up into three suitcases in the Chesapeake Bay, it seems Melanie is the most likely suspect. And yes, this is a movie based on a true story. Okay, so you can catch The Suitcase Killer, the Melanie McGuire story, on Saturday, June 18th at 8 p.m. only on Lifetime. And then come listen to us dissect it on next week's episode. Who had he said? You might have been getting out just in time. No, we about to talk about a suitcase no, killer. No, this is actually. I feel like this is probably the best thing yet. This is probably the. <laughs> this is probably the one that I really needed to watch. Well, can y'all send me the link? Send me the link. I will. We will be sending you the screener so you can get up in here. And Thank you. See a body in three suitcases <laughs> in the Chesapeake Bay. You know that's what huh. that's my kink. You know, bodies in a suitcase. <laughs> that's the type of pornos I watch I hope that's your kink too guys because we will see you next week I love a Lifetime movie if you love Lifetime movies as much as we do tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next and wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast, The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite black icons to discuss how black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. Our editor and sound mixer is Jonathan Siri. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. Hosted by Naomi Perrigan and me, Sydney Washington. It feels like we don't even need to say it, but yeah, we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.